0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and today I'm joined with AJ Morris from Liquid Web, which is a hosting company, and we're going to get into some interesting topics today about bridging the gap between marketing and innovation, and we're also going to have the opportunity to talk with somebody who's kind of on the cutting edge of Uh, manage WordPress hosting, and what kind of things you need to consider for running a professional learning management system and having that hosting piece dialed in and the questions you should be asking and the things and and becoming aware of what you might run into. Uh, AJ also has a lot of great life experience and has has had an interesting journey through technology and also some teaching himself. So we're going to get into that a little bit too. But AJ, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. So let's start with just a little background. Where You're at Liquid Web now, which is a hosting company as a product manager and wearing many hats doing that role. But what was kind of your journey through technology, entrepreneurship, freelancing to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so I started um, at at a school district and web design, Development has kind of always always been my thing, so it was it was quick to pick up. And and back then in the in the early two thousands, it was really, hey, uh, we need you to do professional development training for all of our our uh, teachers and staff. And so um, that's that's really where I picked up a lot of, of the technical side of things um, through through my career, and and kind of moved that into doing some technical support, um, going to a university, and doing a lot of work with with uh, integrating multiple systems uh, before it was, it was easy to do, right. It required a lot of code um, moved, moved out of that and, and kind of got into the business marketing side of things and, and uh, products have really um, the idea of product management and, and kind of bridging the gap between uh, customers and um, the development teams has, has always been kind of a, a, pet hobby of mine, uh, that now I get to do as a job. And so, um, it's, it's also one that has allowed me to, to kind of take, what I've learned uh, through the years and, and apply them. Um, and it, it's great because it allows me to just have, um, you know, a, a different task uh, every day, you know, and, and live, live the kind of entrepreneurial lifestyle, um, inside, of, inside of corporate America.
0: Awesome. And that's also called entrepreneurship. which is, I, I have a lot of great friends who do that and love it. And it's a, it's a great way to roll. Let me go back earlier in your history and ask you about uh, when you're, you're helping facilitate continuing education requirements for IT, I think is probably what it was called back then. Yep. yep. Um, any teacher or course creator, eventually they kind of come head on with this concept of dealing with people who, uh, you know, obviously don't have as much training and sometimes can be like frustrating to work with. Or like, I see some people just get impatient or lose track of like what it's like to work with a beginner. But how is. How did you um you know what was your approach to working with people who were you know obviously had a lot less technical knowledge than you, and how did you stay sane you know if things were moving slow or whatever yeah a lot of it you know for for me a lot
1: of it is is understanding um, other analogies uh that that can help people people understand the different concepts right and so um uh, typically, I would find um, you know one or two um, you know teachers or staff in, in, in a in a class that might uh, you know maybe they're close to retirement or you know, computers just aren't their thing and and I would I would try to spend more time with them uh, and actually working with them to to just kind of grasp um, things you know m- most most teachers back then uh, especially in the early two thousands they at least had some. Um, understanding basic understanding of computers, right? They they knew what a mouse was. They knew how to um, open up Word or Excel or uh, go to a browser and, and go to a web page. And so they had some of the basics. Um, but what they they kind of lacked was was the understanding of how uh, do you, how do you work within a specific application um, or, or or web web application um, before there were web applications. So you know, it was, it was a lot of patience. Um, uh, you know, it's funny, my wife, my wife says I'm probably the most uh, patient person she's ever met. Um, and, and I would, I would definitely attribute it back to teaching. Um, right. You, you, you have to find ways and, and re- repetitive ways in, in many cases to get, uh, your content to, to a person, right. no, I've, I've been in classes where where no two people are alike, right? And so, um, you know, understanding ways to, to repeat the information, to say it a different way, uh, to break it down a different way, um, you know, has really helped in that matter.
0: That's awesome. And I'm sure it's that same skill set of patience and tuning into the unique needs of learners that also helps as a product manager with, you know, customers or potential customers. It all goes together um, into one package. There was a, uh, you know, there's a famous quote by Peter Drucker who wrote a book called The The Effective Executive. And he said that business is really just two things, marketing and innovation. I really love that quote because when you divide up tasks around like what needs to be done or how business can grow or you you really just have to look at those two areas Um, and everything is like a subcategory under marketing or innovation. And part of what we do as teachers and uh, like you do at Liquid Web and I also do at Lifter LMS is kind of a product manager role is we build a bridge between the innovation, whatever that may be—hardware, software, ideas, ways of being—and then um, marketing, the communication around all that, the selling of all that, um, the building of community around all that—and that's a unique skill set to to build that bridge. So, how if somebody's you know teaching or developing a product or you know developing a business, how do what do you think some of your superpowers or pro tips are for being able to build a bridge between the customer or the learner, whatever you want to call it. And then the raw, you know, team making the innovation inside the company. What's, yeah. how do you do it?
1: You know, I, I always try to, um, one put my, put myself in the place of the customer. Right. If if I can, if I can understand what the customer is going through, um, what their their mindset is, what their their mental model is, what their their understanding um, is, you know, even even their understanding level, right? You know, different customers are going to have a different understanding level, and so when you when you start to build a product or or even a service, and you're thinking about your customer in that way, um, you you kind of get a new. Uh, a, a new light um, to, to think through how, uh, how effective you can be as you're, as you're implementing, you know, a feature in a product or you're, you're adding something to your service. Um, and, and, you know, I think that, that for the most part, uh, your internal team uh, that, you know, maybe your team is a, is a team of developers, maybe they're a sales team, uh, maybe it's a support team, um, you know, whatever whatever that group of, of uh, internal people are, um, they're all going to have different mindsets, and they're going to all have different ideas of, of all, um, you know, that problem that, that, that a customer is experiencing. Um, but but you know as a as a product manager um, and that person that becomes the bridge, you really have to think of of all the ways that your internal people are thinking about it, and help help share the story of of, of the customer, right? Because you you end up being the customer's voice inside the company.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point. It's almost like you're uh, to your internal team, you're championing the customer to the extern or to the to the customers, of the outer world. You're championing championing you know, your team and your brand and, uh, what's going on behind the scenes. And in both cases, um, you know, I know that involves a combination of like storytelling and also education. Like, um, you know, like for example, we both work in the software industry. If, um, you know, a, a customer a prospective customer a company or whatever is coming with, uh, Something they want the, to do with your software and you're you're not quite there yet or whatever or you know you They may have to do some custom stuff to pull it together. Sometimes that involves some education about like well making sure you understand what they're asking for seeing if there's a um, You know how that aligns with the roadmap and educating about the process mm-hmm. of how we develop and you know whether you work in sprints or whatever but uh I don't know. I see education popping up a lot, or like coming to the team, support team, being like, "Look, I remember when I was first building my first WordPress website in 2007, and I didn't know how to do anything. Let's not forget what that's like, you know?" Yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's you know, a lot of times it's it's the you know from a from a business angle. You know, going back to the, to your quote uh from Peter Drucker. um you know, the, the purpose of a business typically is to create a customer, right? You, um, you know, I think we're both in kind of a a SaaS uh, product world, right? And so you have a subscription um, that, that, you know, might be yearly, might be monthly. um, And, and so your, your goal in your business is to create a customer. And so if you don't really understand and you know the customers that you're going after. How do you expect to, to, to be successful in your business?
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Uh, one thing I'm doing, it's on my list to do today. Actually, is I'm going to redo our. Uh, basically, I'm going to create a video of like when a new customer comes. Like not only we have like welcome emails and onboarding. but now? Yeah. This is for software, but you could also do this for a course. Um, It's you can like do a video like, okay, here's where you are. Here's where everything is, (laughs) you know, here's how to get support. Here's where most people get stuck. Watch out for that. Uh, and so on. So, uh, always focusing on improving the customer or the learner experience. It's never, it's never one and done. It's a, it's a continuous evolution, right? Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. Well, let's get into hosting a little bit. So a lot of people, listening to this episode they're course creators they're entrepreneurs um they're teachers and the way i explain it to people is okay you have to get web hosting you know it's a it's a it's a computer that's in a warehouse in the desert somewhere like your your website actually has to live on a piece of hardware (laughs) um and, but not all of it's created equal and, you know, the domain name points to it. You can start installing stuff on it, like WordPress and plugins and themes and stuff like that, but not, <clears throat> not all hosting is created equal. And, um, the certain challenges that I see a lot of people coming up with. So let me just kind of spray it all out there and let you jam on it, uh, <laughs> is, uh, well, what's the difference between like. You know, a really low-cost shared hosting account versus a managed WordPress uh, hosting environment. Uh, How do people? What is staging? Why is it important? Um, Either people are either overly concerned or under concerned about backups. That's something I see a lot. Um, And uh, and and then like, you know, where does where does like Plugins and, and like WordPress stop and like when when should you call your web host versus get support somewhere else? Like these are the these are the things that I run into in the in the day-to-day. So maybe Maybe start with just helping us understand like As you grow in hosting like where do you kind of if you start at the bottom and you have no email list and you start like when might you want to Grow to manage hosting? host Yeah, so I think the
1: the first the first point that you had you had asked was the difference between kind of shared and managed WordPress, and I, I think the the easiest analogy I've I've come across and I've, I use this internally a lot uh, to kind of to get other other people wrapping their heads around it is, is is there's all types of hosting just like there's all types of houses, right? And so shared hosting in in my analogy is is like the Um, fraternity house or residence hall that you might have in college right you get a small little space to yourself and then you have to share you know the bathroom or the kitchen or you know the door into the building and, and that kind of stuff right and so there's there's all sorts of these shared resources and and sometimes it can become overpopulated and then all of a sudden your little space can't perform well because all these other shared pieces you know if if uh you know, your hallway's got 100 people in it and you're weaving in and out, right? Your your site in in, in a shared hosting environment is going to be slow because there's a lot of people there. Uh, um, and so so you you then can go up to something like an apartment, right? And, and so I, I look at an apartment as a VPS. Um, a VPS for, for people that don't know is a virtual private server. And so what that does is think of an apartment complex or an apartment building, right? There's, there's studio apartments, there's... Um, you know, a, a single bedroom, a double, uh, you know, a two-bedroom, um, you know, three-bedroom, four-bedroom, right? And so there's there's different size um, units in in a an apartment building, but that is all yours, right? You now get your own bathroom, you you have your own kitchen, um, you have your own entrance, and it's it's gated off from everybody else. Um, you know, your water is your water in some cases, your heat is your heat in some cases, and so um, you know, that's what a VPS is. You, as you grow, um, you can go to that and, 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 uh, you can even grow inside that apartment building. You could go from a small little studio apartment all the way up to a four bedroom. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of what a VPS is like. And then you've got dedicated servers out there and dedicated servers are, you know, the uh, your house, right? And so what do you want in your house? You want, you know, a five bedroom house because you've got four kids, you want an office, you want a, a kitchen you want a playroom you want a living room a dining room right you want all these these features and as you build out your house that's like building a dedicated server what are your needs for it and a lot of people don't necessarily need everything that a dedicated server has and i think i think that we're 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 uh, especially in the wordpress space starting to come across uh, managed wordpress right managed wordpress has been around for gosh probably the last 6 7 years now i'd say I think Page.ly and WP Engine, you know, go back and forth between who started it, but they've they've been around for a while, um, and and they they make they make choosing hosting easy, right? I don't have to worry about the hosting infrastructure. I don't have to worry about if I'm on a shared or a VPS or a dedicated. I don't I don't have to care to, to worry about that. What what a managed WordPress is, uh, host is really going to do is they're going to take care of that for you. And if they're, they're proactive, they're going to make sure that they're taking care of all of the infrastructure and, and letting you know, hey, you need to have this plan because we're noticing these things on your site, right? If you're, uh, um, if you're running an LMS and you, you know, have, uh, you know, say, say you've got 100 courses and each course has 100 people, um, enrolled in a course you you have a lot of, of of data you know people accessing the site all the time and so so your host is going to help you understand how to have um and what plans you should have uh, to, to really make your site shine so that your your customers are, are happy
0: and i just um, want to i just want to add to that point yeah. that um a uh you know a learning management system has a lot of moving parts compared to like a, st- a more traditional informational website or blog. I mean, not only could there be all those courses and lessons and quizzes, but then there's the reporting and all the, you know, interrogation of the internal data and the data that's being stored as users move through courses and certain behaviors and milestones are tracked. There's a lot going on.
1: Oh yeah, and and if and if your courses are you know paid by a course or um, they're subscription, right? You've got all the, the transactional data that's also going on with, with being able to sign up for a course and pay for the course and, and all that. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of moving parts there. When And, and if we focus in on just LMS and, and, and some sort of a learning management system or, or e-commerce, right? I think that the two kind of go hand in hand, right? There's a lot of moving parts to those. Um, that's that's where, you know, managed WordPress really can shine is, is they can monitor all of that very easily, right? Especially when you're using something like WordPress and you go to a managed WordPress host. Um, those those hosts are going to be able to to find um, and understand at a at a higher level than somebody like um, you know somebody that just does shared hosting, right? And so. Uh, you're you're able to really understand and 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 really partner with your host in that that sense, right? You you create a partnership with the, with the, the host um, because they're providing a service to you that helps you know run you run your business.
0: Absolutely, and just a one more thing on that. It's just it's kind of like if you take the classroom and you take it online, the building and the room and everything are really important. So yeah. just because you're online, you still need to have. Yeah like uh, some underlying infrastructure for the magic to happen, <laughs> so. Yeah, you know,
1: it, it's, it's, it's funny, I was actually talking to a friend, um, gosh, it would've been last summer now, uh, they were talking about wanting to, they, they do online courses, and they were like, I, I think I wanna get into a course, I wanna do a physical in-person course, and I wanna I want give this a try, I wanna see if, if I can get if, that. If Everybody loves my online courses, let's see if we can we can bring this into the real the real world and the real life and and uh, I, I the the best advice i gave to him was exactly that i said okay if you're looking for a real world place do you want to go to you know the the airport hotel that has a conference room or do you want to go to um you know somewhere nice that has you know, Herman Miller chairs and it's painted and it's got windows and the projector and the screen just work and you don't have the issue, right? What what experience do you want to have there? And I think that, that you know to, to your point, you know, when, when you have a learning management system and you've taken your your classroom and you've digitalized it, you want to make sure that, that the the infrastructure um, from from a building to the digital world is, is going to hold up uh, when when you're you, you need it. it. It's it was it was good advice actually. She went to a um, beautiful beautiful location uh, in 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 downtown. She didn't didn't go to the the airport hotel and and uh, from from what I heard everybody loved it. So um, you know there's there's a few words of advice for or uh, hosting and and, uh, buildings there.
0: (laughs) That's spot on. And I like how you use the word technology partner, because, you know, if you are going to do this stuff online, you need, whether you realize it or not. And if it's really well done, you almost don't notice the technology partner is there, but there's there's several layers of that. There's, there's the hosting layer. There's the WordPress itself layer. There's themes, there's plugins. Um, You know, if you're, doing videos you're probably hosting on Vimeo or Wistia or something you need this kind of uh technology partnership so it's important to spend some time and choose wisely and make sure you're getting you know the quality that you need well yeah exactly how about uh help us understand this concept of a staging environment and like why do we need one I'm a big proponent of it but I just I want to hear your take on it yeah so
1: um, you know, the, it was an early life, a, uh, website for uh, a school district it was probably my first, my first full time or that, that first real job, right. That, that first job that you have that you're like, okay, this, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. Um, I want to give it my all. And so, um, Back then, uh, we didn't have you know databases and content management systems. They were they were starting right, and so they were very limited in what they could do. And you know at the same time, the internet was just growing rapidly, and everybody had to be online. It was it was everybody's got to be online. You go, oh, I got to have a website. I got to have a website. And so uh, we had static HTML um, and and uh, you know various files, and so it. If you have a production environment you know that's that's where your site lives um, and, and in most cases back then that's where, that's what you had and that's typically all you had but when you wanted to do you wanted to do work say you wanted to change uh, an image or you wanted to change a, a web page or, or um, you know, maybe you wanted to change the layout of, of the site you needed a place to to, to, to build and then test it things out and so for for a staging site for a lot of people it comes from your developers um, not having them in the past and making a change and then blowing up a site uh, that was live or it was a place to to stage things in preparation for moving everything uh, live Um, so you know staging is important Um, I, I have, you know, on any given day I have, uh, you know, if I'm managing sites, I still have a few that I manage from my, my freelance days. Um, but I always have a staging site. I always do something there first to know, you know, is it going to wreck the, the production site, especially, um, mission, uh, any, any time you have a learning management system, an e-commerce system running, um, your site, those are mission critical, right? If, if, You, uh, if, if your site goes down for whatever reason, right, that's, that's, you know, dollars out the window that you're losing while it takes to get that site back up. So you always want to make sure that you have some sort of an environment that you can test whatever you're about to do, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's, you're changing a theme or you want to add a new plugin. Um, you want to have an environment that's, that's very close to your production environment so that you can test it out. Um, and so, so most managed WordPress hosts now will give you a staging environment just for that reason, right? You can go and test the things out that you want and when you're ready to go, you just do it on the live site.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, couldn't have said it better myself. And the, uh, uh, the analogy that just popped into my head while you were talking is, uh, comes from the automotive industry. I'm pretty glad that they stage or test certain things with the crash test dummies. Exactly. Before like you know like you said your your revenue or your your actual live site is life of it is on the line let 's just just you know do our due diligence and do some testing before we you know yeah. deploy this like new fiberglass bumper to all our you know car lots around the country exactly yeah it's
1: <laughs> it, it's you know it's, it's important to test the, the, the idea of I forget where, where I was reading um, but but somebody had actually not had a staging environment, made a change, and they were losing thousands of dollars an hour because this change. And then and then on top of that change, they didn't know what the change was, right? So it was it was one one it was because they didn't have a staging environment. Two, they didn't have common uh, software development practices and place right using some sort of a version control so when you, you do make the change if that change you know went out with five others and something borked your your live site you know having that version control also helped um, and, and unfortunately this company didn't have it and they were losing thousands of dollars an hour because they, they didn't have the the basic kind of common um, practices in
0: place and that, I mean, things will go wrong eventually something goes wrong or something gets hacked or whatever. So, I mean, then there's the concept of backups, which you guys have at Liquid Web. Um, what is? How do backups work at Liquid Web?
1: So we, every night, we do, do a, um, a full site backup. And the the nice thing that we do is we actually tell you, you know, how many um, posts, how many Many comments, how many pages? Um, you know, some of the basic basic level uh, WordPress content um, changed between each backup. So, if you do need to restore from a backup, you know roughly about how much pieces of content you're going to lose. You know, if if, if I um, wrote, you know, one one thing that I've, I've actually stopped doing um, recently is is I I don't write uh, drafts. In WordPress, right? So, so on my own blog, I have a, um, I, I only post a, a or, or sorry, I only put a post in WordPress when I'm ready to publish it or schedule it, right? Because that way, I'm not losing that random data. I've I've had data corruption issues, or you you have to for whatever reason revert to a backup. If you have all your drafts up there, there you know you might lose those, and so. Um, you know, we, we wanted to make make sure that we showed you, you know, how many posts and, and pieces of content have changed between.
0: That's awesome. And there's really two ways, like if you're in that situation where you need to restore backup for most people, and that's call a developer or um, uh, some some hosting environments ha- have it like an interface for the non-technical person to restore backups. Um, is that what you guys have? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We have, so we have a
1: list of backups and our backups are all stored off site, um, off of, off of the infrastructure that actually runs your site. And then we, um, you know, allow you to just click restore and you click the restore button and it brings that, that backup, um, live.
0: That's awesome. So those proactive measures are a really important part of, you know, picking a, uh, technology partner so that's yeah. those are those are important to consider because it's not just like what if it goes great and you're you sell a bunch of courses or what or get a bunch of students but what what are you going to do if something goes wrong uh since you know plugins and wordpress itself and themes and everything are are always updating um, well what else what else is unique about liquid web like i know you guys have a i theme sync System, what does that do?
1: So we uh, we recently integrated uh, with with uh, iTheme sync So what iTheme sync Pro uh, does is is it gives you, you kind of a portal to, to all of your WordPress site. And so you you install a plugin, you hook up um, the plugin uh, to uh, your sync account, and then Sync can see your five sites that you host or your 10 sites that you have hosted. Um, And and then what it lets you do is it actually allows you to install and update uh, plugins across the board. So you don't have to just go into individual sites to update stuff. You can actually just go into this portal. You can see, okay, all these plugins on all these sites need to be updated. I'm gonna click through, click update, and it'll update them all. It does the same thing for themes. Um, But say you need to install... um, a plugin right um, maybe you're making the switch from uh, gravity forms to ninja forms or or you know you're switching form plugins right and so you want to just install it on all of your sites um, you can quickly just upload uh, the zip file to to sync and then say install on these five sites and and it'll install um, you know that that's probably the biggest most most used feature I would imagine um, if if I went and asked uh, or Matt, uh, that's what they would say, um, but but they've they've continually added extra features. Uh, so from a freelancer perspective, um, you can go in and, and you can hook up Google Analytics so that you can see you know uh, kind of a very high level uh, overview of of what pages are are being accessed, what what's your visitor count for a time period. Um, They've, they've just integrated with the, the search console uh, Google search console so you can actually see uh, what people are searching for and, and come through that way um, there's there's uh, integration with Yoast SEO. I think there's some integration with gravity forms so that you can see the form um, entries uh, right in, inside there you can add users uh, to to a WordPress site so you're not having to go, into each individual site to add users right the idea is, is central management of all of your WordPress sites and so we've we've integrated with them to provide a lot of that feature uh, set to to our managed WordPress customers
0: that's awesome and you can you guys uh, can you purchase domain names through you uh, so
1: so right now you can purchase domains through us and uh, we, we are a domain register um, we're, we're in The process of actually making that easier from our managed WordPress product to be able to purchase those domains.
0: That's awesome. And I just want to really we can kind of end it on that note of um, finding a technology partner, because when you take um, all this stuff that can be a little intimidating, especially to someone who's not in the industry, uh, that's spread out in all these different places, and you bring it under one roof. And you know, somebody like AJ and the team at Liquid Web are b- back there, trying really focused on improving that customer experience that we talked about earlier, or you know, the learning person or the technology partner, uh, the domain name, the staging, the backups, WordPress is already installed. Um, I I see you guys have. Uh, You know, you have the SSL taken care of, which if you're trying to sell your courses with Stripe, you're going to need to have a SSL. And, um, you know, and then you have, uh, you know, that one company that you can call for support and, you know, that you have a product that kind of limits the moving parts of like, okay, my domain name's over here. My SSL company's over here. uh, I need to go get WordPress over here. It's, you know, these things are, kind of taken care of and anticipated in advance. So uh, I'd encourage everybody to go check, check out liquidweb.com forward slash WordPress. And you can see more info uh, about Liquid Web there and what AJ and, and the people with him have been up to. So what else? I guess to close it out, AJ, um, what, what do you, where do you see the future of Liquid Web heading? Where, where is it going as a hosting company? Yeah, uh, you know, as a hosting
1: company, I think we're we're quickly finding, you know, kind of where our niche is. Uh, you know, is it? It's definitely not the shared hosting um, small small area. I think I think what you're going to find from Liquid Web is, uh, you know, we we care uh, and we we want to work and partner with um, the the people that host. Uh, you know, mission critical sites. It's 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 mission critical sites uh, in in a sense that that it's your business, right? If your site goes down, you're losing money. Uh, if if you are um, having to work with um, you know, constantly give us a call because because there's issues, right? That's 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 not what that's not what you want. That's not that's not a partner anymore, right? A partner is somebody that's going to come alongside your business that's going to help you grow. Um, and and grow with you, right? As your business grows, as you make more money, um, you know that's that's success, and that's a win to us. And so, um, I think you're going to see see Liquid Web um, pull pull features that that really become uh, partner esque features, right? How do we how do we further become a partner with you um, to help you make, be successful?
0: That's awesome. And just to highlight that point you made, there's a really big difference between a website that's kind of a sign or an informational thing for a business. Whereas when your website kind of is the business, yeah, I mean, it's really important. Like you really need to focus on the the technology pieces there. Well, AJ, I, I really want to want to thank you for coming on the show and um, chatting about your story and and helping educate everybody on, uh, hosting and some things to consider in, in this world of the the LMS and finding technology partners. Um, where, if somebody wants to connect with you personally, is there anywhere you, they can go to, to find you?
1: Yeah. So Twitter, Twitter, I'm on uh, AJ Morris, AJ Morris, uh, AJ Morris at me is my, my blog. Um, since, since coming back from Cabo press where we were, we were both at last fall. Um, I have started to try to blog a little bit more Um, and so I'm I'm committing to, uh, to, to, to publishing more content there. Um, And then of course uh, you'll find me at WordCamps and other WordPress conferences um, throughout the year. So.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.